1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The
0: first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Vontobel and Matt
3: Humans on v Send, the Sports Betting Network. What's up and
4: welcome in another edition and a wild weekend in the National Football League. Uh, What a day in the NFL, but we have Sunday Night Football underway right now, Matt Humans and really nothing to track. As we move forward, uh, the Rams right now down 21 to nine had a fourth and one that they attempted to convert. Matthew Stafford rolls out to his left, trips, tries to put one up uh, for some sort of hope, and ultimately it does not fall complete, and he hobbles off the field. So the Titans take the ball over. Uh, they are up 21 to nine, and I would assume that this is all but over, barring an act of God for the Los Angeles Rams.
5: Yeah, I, th- I do think it's over. The uh, Matthew Stafford you knew in Detroit showed up tonight in Los Angeles, and. uh, I kind of felt like it was a matter of time. There's so much hype about Stafford after the trade, and a lot of people just assume they took a uh, big step up, Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. I think that's more uh, disrespect for Jared Goff, who deserves it. Uh, but again, I have a lot to say on this topic about these two quarterbacks. And uh, Matthew Stafford has, uh, I don't think, earned all the hype he's received and uh, maybe not worth the price tag that the Rams paid in that trade, but that's a different story. I mean, he comes out tonight, he throws two pick sixes, and uh, he looks pretty bad doing it. Right now, the um, the Rams, I think, will just probably try to write this off as a bad night and mm-hmm. say, hey, we didn't have it, and uh, let's move on. That happens sometimes in the NFL, and it uh, happened to a lot of teams today. Dallas Cowboys go on down the list. You've got nine underdogs to cover today,
4: and I think this makes seven to one outright. Uh, I've got it seven as of right now, if the Tennessee Tigers. I'm counting hold. this. Counting yep, the yeah, Titans. counting this. Seven underdogs went out right today. Uh, a bloody day for betters and another good day for the book. So coming into this Sunday night game, favorites five and six straight up, three and eight against the spread. So, again, this result holds. That would make it five and seven. For favorites today, three and nine ATS. But those outright wins that you're talking about: Falcons plus two fifty on the money line, Broncos four to one, Jags eight to one, Browns slight underdogs at plus one ten, the Giants at plus one forty, the Cardinals at two to one, and then this would be about a plus two seventy money line underdog to cash if the Tennessee Titans do indeed go on to win with about six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. So. All of that better's really rolling in it, having good weeks. Well, this is two consecutive <laughs> weeks where the uh, books are like, ah, we'll take that back. Thank you very much. Well, it's a back
5: and forth. That's what it's gonna yeah. be the entire season. When the when the books lose and you you have a lot of bookmakers on talking about, Wow, we got crushed <laughs> why don't you feel sympathy for the bookmaker? Because there are weeks like this where the betting public gets crushed and it's just gonna be that way. Yep, so always has been, always will be. Mm-hmm. And uh these they're tough to take. Is a uh, better if you're on the bad side of it, but uh, you have to bounce back.
4: Yes, you do. Hey, man, it's like you said, it's a marathon. We're only getting into week ten next week in the National Football League. There's still plenty of time. Remember, there's 18 weeks now mm-hmm. in the National Football League season, so we still got plenty of time, plenty of real estate for you guys to make it up in terms of being betters here. Uh, by the way, we should notice move forward. So I mentioned Matthew Stafford rolled out to his left and hobbled off the field. They're showing a replay right now, getting his ankle twisted up and stepped on. Uh, as he makes contact with a Tennessee Titans defender. So that's going to be something to keep our eye on moving forward with the Los Angeles Rams and their quarterback situation behind Matthew Stafford. So with that, let's start looking ahead to next week and roll through some of these games. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of actually surprisingly good games on the board here next week, Matt Humans. Thursday night is where we will begin. We can roll through these. We're going to get with Crance Andrews, talk about the results and some college football. How about the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins? Who's playing quarterback for Miami? Tua Tagovailoa ended up not starting today, has a fracture in the middle finger of his left hand. Jacoby Brissett today, 26 of 43, 244, just under six yards per attempt. One touchdown, two interceptions against Houston. Look ahead here was Baltimore minus six and a half with a total of 48, and that's pretty much where we're sitting right now. See some sevens out there as well.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not really fired up about this matchup. I think the Ravens were lucky to escape today with that 34 34- 31 overtime victory over the over the uh, Vikings. I think a lot of people wrote the Vikings off after what happened last Sunday night against the Cowboys. Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, I'm done. Done yep. with those guys. I've heard I heard a lot of people say that uh, this week. And then the Vikings do what they do. When you count them out in the underdog role, they showed up today and showed up big time, but they found what a way to say? lose.
4: Still they, blew it up 17-7
5: yep. to 7 in the big, first half big,
4: and 24-10 to 10 yeah. at one point in the game. They found a way to lose, and, and that's all. what the Vikings do.
5: But they did cover... Uh, Yeah, I think the Ravens are um, one of the better teams in the AFC. But, again, uh, the defense is not up to uh, the same standard it was, same high standard it was in uh, recent seasons. Uh, Dalvin Cook
4: was running wild. A lot of big plays downfield, too, for the uh, the, uh, Minnesota Vikings today. Also, injury note to Baltimore uh, safety, Deshaun Elliott, torn biceps and pectoral muscle in the win over the Vikings. So something to keep an eye on. As an already banged up team, gets a little bit more banged up. All right, with that, let's get to the Sunday card. Jacksonville Jaguars of the Indianapolis Colts. Look ahead here was Indy minus 10 with a total of 48. Reopens Colts minus 11 with a total of 47 and a half. Board right now shows 10 and a half across the board with a total of 48. So the question you ask yourself is, do we make much of the Jaguars win over the Bills today? And I would say no. Offense was still pretty poor. 218 total yards, 3.8 yards per play. Converted just 15% of their third downs. I thought today... Was more about the mistakes of Buffalo than it was about the great play of the Jacksonville.
5: No, yard. there's no question. I think yeah. Jack, Jacksonville finished with 218 total yards. Yep, nine points, a nine six win. It was Less more than four about yards per play. You know, you've uh, taken your share of shots, at Josh Allen, this year, and I, I think in the, the past few weeks, Josh Allen critics were a little bit quieter. But right back after today's performance, because he he threw two picks, he looked uh, bad all day, and mm-hmm. uh, it's okay if you look bad against a good defense. It's not okay if you look bad against the Jaguars. And uh, that's what Josh Allen was today. As far as these first two games, it's always tough for me to lay seven on the road with um, with any team. I'm not going to do it with the Ravens on Thursday night. And uh, I don't play double-digit favorites in the NFL, but I think the Colts probably warrant being double-digit favorites here, just like they did against the Jets last Thursday. So you see this open 10, 10.5, and I think that's probably the right number. Uh, the thing you have to be concerned about again is the same thing that happened last week. Yep. Colts were up forty two to ten. They're up thirty two points. They almost blew the back door. And in fact, it looked like the Jets were uh had a foot foot in the back door and uh they had the first goal inside the ten and a, a ball gets tipped and picked off. And if you laid that number with the Colts, you got lucky. So uh that's another reason I don't bet double digit favorites in the
4: NFL. By the way, um how the Cowboys do? Didn't go well. Uh Last time I looked, they're still lose they still lost. Cowboys were ten point favorites yeah. today. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Part of a wild day today. All right. Let's go to what I think arguably is the best game on the board next weekend. I think you would agree as well. Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. The look ahead here was New England minus three with a total of 44 and a half. Reopens at two and a half with a total of 43 and a half. These two teams coming off of fantastic performances, respectively. Big solid wins over Carolina for New York, or excuse me, for New England, and over Cincinnati for Cleveland. And here's the thing. Cleveland finally starting to get a little healthy, humans. I think it's finally making mm-hmm. a difference for them. But... To note two things here. One, Cleveland, Greedy Williams did not return in the win over Cincinnati, he had a shoulder issue. New England lost Damian Harris, J Stevenson and Jonu Smith in this injury in this game, too. So for that offense, that's going to be something to look forward to. And again, we always talk about this. That front four for the Cleveland Browns and the ability to generate pressure without having to blitz, mm-hmm. guys, that worked wonders today against Joe Burrow.
5: Yeah, the injury is going to be the big thing to monitor here this week. Yep. And um the, the Patriots Used three running backs today, and Damian Harris was the least effective of the three, but still, yeah. it, it helps a lot to have him in there. He's been the most effective guy all season. Uh, so I want to keep an eye on that situation. I think the Browns also benefited. It's kind of a short-term boost. When you get a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. out of your locker room, it's kind of an intangible to handicap. A lot of times it's addition by subtraction. You, yep. get, you throw that guy off the team. I can't say... The Browns came out today and lit up the Bengals because they, they ditched Odell Beckham this week. But I, I think that certainly helped. And uh, I think the Browns are going to be a better team because, of like you said, they're also getting healthier in a lot of areas. I, th- I would say this number's cheap, Patriots minus 2.5, if the Patriots get a couple of those guys back uh, this week, which I'm not sure what the status is of the the three players you mentioned.
4: Well, here's the thing for the Patriots. you know, As good as they played today, you know, Mac Jones, uh, 12, of, twelve of eighteen, only a buck thirty nine, seven point seven per attempt, one touchdown, really bad interception was just a predetermined throw on a pick play that they had ran. Uh, by the way, picked up by Stephon Gilmore mm-hmm. on that play. Yep. Uh, but also, too, when you look at this, the Patriots looked a little like they were getting run by a young a young kid, right? There's a lot of pre snap penalties, a lot of issues offensively at the start of this game. When they finally woke up out of it, this uh, they you know ran up the score a little bit more. But this is another good defense that they're facing this time around. All right, so you brought up the Cowboys. Let's talk about them. Look ahead for their matchup next week was Dallas minus 9.5 with a total of 50.5. Well, now against the Atlanta Falcons who get the outright win today over the New Orleans Saints, gets readjusted to Cowboys minus 8.5 with a total of 51. Here's the thing. markets like, nah, we'll drive this back up. It's back up to 9 across the board. And I got to tell you, if that defense is going to show up the way it did today against Denver, Matt Ryan, when he is given stuff to work with in terms of a soft opposing defense, mm-hmm. he can make things work. And you saw it again today.
5: Yeah, I did not bet the Broncos say, but I did use the Broncos in uh, both contests. Yeah. It was plus 9.5 in the uh, Westgate and uh, Super Contest and plus 10 in the Circa. Uh, so we got a winner with the Broncos there. I'll probably have the Falcons on the card this week. I've I've told you many times that uh, I think the Cowboys are at their worst in the home favorites role, and especially in the big home favorites role. And that's what they were in today. And, uh, hey, Teddy Bridgewater's got a pretty damn good record as a road dog, too. So... There were a couple factors that converged there. I don't know how you explain the Cowboys coming out lifeless like they did today, except it's a Mike McCarthy coach team, and you could never be uh, surprised when the Cowboys
4: are unprepared. Yep. And they look totally unprepared today. Yep. And you look at this, too. Uh, I brought this up because you mentioned you used the Broncos uh, in the contest. I used the Falcons today in the contest. because so I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, the market really believed in Trevor Simeon in New Orleans. And here's the other thing Matt Ryan has quietly been playing some pretty good football since that road game against the New York Giants. Matt Ryan. 13 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's a 4.3 ratio, 282 yards per game, 70% completion. Falcons average just over 24 points per game. Yeah. You know, he's he's not playing terribly. And now maybe you're taking on a Dallas defense. And we talked about, we call them opportunistic, right? They're not poor, but they're average to below average. And in certain matchups, they can get taken advantage of. And Teddy Bridgewater was slicing them up today. Yeah. And now you get Matt Ryan and that, you know, assortment of weapons, Cordero Patterson, best player in the NFL. Like, come on. <laughs>
5: Teddy Bridgewater's not going to slice up defense as many weeks. In no. fact, he didn't do it last week. And the Dallas defense is not going to look that bad, uh, very often. That's just one. Of, it's kind of an outlier performance on both sides. You're going to have that in the NFL. That's what makes it so tough to handicap. Yep.
4: All right. We got a full card, of course, in the National Football League next week. Uh, so we'll continue to roll through these as the show goes on. But on the other side, let's talk to Chris Andrews, not only about the weekend that was in the National Football League, but what next weekend looks like in college football. If we had some pretty big results over the week.
0: This is Opening Lines with Charles Zavon
3: and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The VCN midseason football special is here for only 99 bucks. You get everything Vsin has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs, daily best bet emails, 24-7 video stream, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vsin.com and the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide. It's a great deal. Only 99 bucks for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, VCN.com slash subscribe. All right, Matt Eumanns and Jonathan Von Topa rolling on here on the opening lines. Let's welcome in Chris Andrews, director of the Sportsbook over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Chris, it's always good to talk to you, sir. Uh, so we were talking about it, speculating, confirming for us. Uh, it's all but known. Good weekend uh, yet again for the books, huh?
3: Yeah, we had a good weekend. No denying it. You know, bookmakers love to whine and cry. There's no sense in doing it this week. We had a hell of a week.
4: How close were you guys to shutting down for good after those uh, few weeks? Huh? <laughs>
3: I went to the management meeting on Tuesday. I said, Listen, we lost two weeks in a row. We'll be fine. Just relax. And then, yeah. and Michael laughs. He knows that's, that's the way it's going to go sometimes.
5: Yeah. Chris, uh, talk about the biggest results and biggest uh, decisions for you today. And I assume the Cowboys going down had to be one of the, uh, the big positives on the bookmaker's side of the counter.
3: Uh, Cowboys going down was huge. Buffalo going down outright. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Uh, and, and the saints losing the saints were a big play for us. Uh, you know, both point spread, money line, teasers, everything. That, that was a, that was a huge result for us. Um, you know, Packers actually had a lot of guys lay me seven on the chiefs. I never went to seven and a half, although I see other guys did, but we never went to seven and a half. That was a real good result. And, uh, you know, the, the Cardinals winning outright was another huge game for us. So we, we just, uh, up and down the board, we just had, we just had a terrific day. It really was. <laughs>
5: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Okay, so I'm curious how that Raiders-Giants game was bet. Where you saw sharp money on that game. I liked the Giants all week. Uh, they came through with a 23-16 win today. But I saw some sharp bettors who liked the Raiders side too. It seemed like that number was on the verge of moving to 3.5 uh, at some points this week. But it never uh, really got there. It never really stuck when it when it did get there. And that's going to be kind of a lead-in, Chris, to my next question about a um, – a Week 10 game I want to ask you about. But how was that Raiders-Giants game bet?
3: You know, there was two-way action on that game. Uh We went the three and a half at one point. Uh, early in the week, they laid me the three on, uh, on the Raiders, and I kind of agreed with the move because there were some rumors of some COVID issues mm-hmm. with the Giants. So I thought, well, it's either going to go up or, you know, it's going to stay the same. But I didn't see it going down the other way. So we went the three and a half. then wise guys did come in they took the three and a half took the three uh late in the day uh you know before kickoff I probably could have made an excuse to go to two and a half but you know we do everything at 11 at 10. uh you know if I was in another store I could have gone three with a dog minus 20 or two and a half with a favorite minus 20 uh something like that uh but we just stuck at the three and you know wound up being a good result for us uh a lot of public on the Raiders, but it wasn't a huge game for us. Just like I said, we had sharp guys on the Giants, public on the Raiders, and, uh, you know, in the mix of things, it worked out pretty good. Right.
5: And it turned out the Giants did have some legitimate COVID issues, but they were able to come, overcome those. The, uh, the Green Bay Packers had um, some kicking issues, say, with Mason Crosby. Uh, they managed to cover that seven or seven and a half against Kansas City. It was an ugly game, and it was an ugly offensive performance again. By the Chiefs, who win thirteen to seven, so uh, that sets up a matchup in Vegas uh, here in Week Ten. Derek Carr turned the ball over three times today: two picks and a fumble. Uh, Chiefs at Raiders, and that's going to be next Sunday night. <clears throat> Excuse me, the uh, Raiders were close to sweeping this series last year, uh, about a play away. Patrick Mahomes drove the Chiefs down the field to win in the last minute in Vegas. But it looks like the opener is going to be Chiefs two and a half or three. Uh, right now, that's the number. at circa total of fifty-one and a half. How, how do you view those two teams ahead of that matchup next Sunday night in Las Vegas?
3: Well, you know, the Raiders look pretty bad today. There's no doubt. They, they didn't look good. But, you know, they, they look like a football, like, a, how would I say, a functioning football team. Kansas City has just been dropping and dropping and dropping. I mean, there's – I don't know if there's something wrong with Mahomes. I mean, they – you know, and I know – you can't blame too much on their, their, you know, let's see, there's two ways to look at it. You know, with the ineptitude of Green Bay, I really thought Kansas City should have, just by virtue of field position and so on and so forth, really should have put up much more than 13 points. Now, I know the Green Bay defense is good, but considering all the other factors in the game, that was a poor, very poor excuse. Now, I haven't really gone through all my power ratings and everything yet, but I have this game more closer to a pick. Um, I don't see where Kansas City should be a road favorite. Two and a half, even, three. you know, I see three with juice on the dog. Uh, I, I don't see that at all. I see that much closer to pick. I guess I can make the case for Kansas City one. Like I said, at this point, I've not gone through all my power ratings yet to make any adjustments. But I, I think this game really should be much closer to pick than three.
5: I agree with you. I was surprised to see three here at Circuit JBT, JVT. And, uh, Raiders plus three would be the way I would look at that game.
4: Yeah, agreed. And as you noted, a team that covered both matchups last year, gave the Chiefs a run for their money, even took one of them. Chris Andrews with us. Uh, all right, Chris, uh, let's transition over to uh, the college ranks because we've got some intriguing matchups uh, next weekend. Let's start with uh, the Purdue Spoiler Makers, as they are now called, because <laughs> they get to take on yeah. Ohio State this coming weekend. Uh, So what's the come down like after a big win over Michigan State? And we should also note the other side of this, which is Ohio State, you know, getting by Nebraska, but just barely as a 14-point favorite, 26-17. to
3: Yeah, it's so funny, really. Once you get past Georgia, I mean, who's looked great this week? You know, I mean, I'd have to be reaching for straws here. Uh, Ohio (laughs) State didn't look great. They didn't look terrible. Uh, But Purdue, of course, came up with a big, big win. And somebody had a funny comment on the – on Twitter, they said whoever wins the national championship should have to play Purdue the following week. And I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny, uh, you know, considering what they've done. So I don't know how that affects them. Now, my, my power ratings, again, I haven't gone through to make a lot of adjustments yet, but I have Ohio State a little higher. What's the number? I was thinking like 18 and a half, 19, something like that. 20, left, uh, 20 right Ooh. now on the
4: screen with a total of 61 in a half. 20,
3: yeah. My, mine came to 23, uh, my power ratings. So, you know, I, I can see that being a little high, but uh, like I said, I have to go through and see Purdue uh, a little a little more closely, go through that box with a fine tooth comb. But I thought they handled Michigan, stayed pretty pretty well. I mean, that was not a fluky win by any means. And uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've just been waiting for Purdue to kind of blossom. And is this the time that they finally done it? Maybe. You know, I think Brougham, I expected him to be a real good coach. It took a while maybe to get his feet under him a little bit. But, uh, you know, as like I said, as I looked at my power rating, it's 23 million. Gee, that, that seems a little high. So probably the number right now that you're looking at 20, probably a pretty good number. But Ohio State does not look great. Uh, certainly didn't look great the other day. They've been a little inconsistent, but of course, so has Purdue. So, you know, I think 20 is probably a decent place to start. Yeah, that was fundamentally
5: a bad matchup for Michigan State with its 127th-ranked pass defense, and Purdue's Aiden O'Connell passed for 536 yards. Yep. 300 in the second and half, half. 300 in the second half. And uh, Ohio State caught a break. Uh, a pass interference call that was not called that uh, could have helped uh, Nebraska quite a bit when it was a six-point game in the fourth quarter. But the Buckeyes end up winning that game by nine. And, Chris, I don't think Ohio State looked that good the previous week against Penn State. The Nittany Lions went to Columbus and gave the Buckeyes all they could handle. Now it's Michigan and Penn State and Happy Valley. And this number is, uh, well, it's it's Penn State minus one or pick em. Do you agree with that
3: opener? Well, once again, uh, without refining my power ratings too much, my numbers come to Penn State too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're kind of with a pretty fine – uh, slice there but you know dickering in between one and two but that's when my power ratings come to uh you know penn state just missing a little something i think they're missing something depth wise and michigan i think is pretty good this year you know i think one or two pick them right around there is pretty decent number you know obviously i'm going to be rooting for penn state no great love for michigan certainly and i'm a big penn state fan but uh, I kind of agree with what you said against uh, with Penn State against Ohio State. You know, they they played Ohio State tough, and I really did not like Penn State in that game at all. I thought it was a very bad matchup for them. But you know, they showed a lot of courage, a lot of guts, a lot of fortitude. Um, you know, I think they'll give Michigan a hard time. But Michigan's pretty good too. Uh, I usually overrate Michigan coming into the season. This year, I think I maybe underrated them a little bit. This Michigan team's pretty good.
4: Chris Andrews with us. All right, Chris. uh, One more to get to before we get you out of here. Last 60 with you. uh, Nevada and San Diego State. San Diego State and Hawaii get to a push. It's a 17-10 win there. Nevada gets by San Jose State. Opened up pick with a total of 46.5. Now you're looking at SDSU 1 or pick. What do
3: you see here? Well, once again, my power ratings come to Nevada too, so I, I would have a little bit of a uh, argument with uh, San Diego State being the favorite. But I know Nevada didn't look all that great. I think they had two pick sixes the other night to to win that game. So they've been a little inconsistent. I saw a scouting report on Carson Strong that he's you know tremendous arm, but not very nimble in the pocket. And uh, you know I'm not sure that San Diego State is just such a tough place to go and play. Um, you know they've been good and bad over the years, but you know Nevada. Uh, I think they could go down there, and I don't think that that's the uh, the kind of stadium and uh, crowd that's going to intimidate them. I expect them to play well, and I thought they should be a very slight favorite in this game.
4: At Andrew Sports up on Twitter, Chris, good to talk to you, sir. Thank you. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we have a lot to get to. the <laughs>
3: This is Opening Lines with Zavon Tobel and Matt Humans on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com Check the current betting splits data. The is going to give you insights where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You could have saw the bloodbath today coming from a mile away. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over-under against spread bets. Check it all out, v all right, this one's going to be over with. The Tennessee Titans are going to walk out of here with a victory. Matt Eumanns, and it is the, what is this, sixth, seventh dog to outright, uh, went outright
5: today? Seventh underdog wow. to went outright today, and uh, the Titans really never had to sweat this after the two pick sixes in the first half, and they took a 14-3 lead. Matthew Stafford uh, is going to want to forget this one. This is by far his worst game as a member of the Rams, and I, I can't say I'm stunned because Matthew Stafford, you knew, had a couple games in him. I uh, like this this season. Yeah. I didn't know the game was still going, to be honest. I was watching <laughs> hockey and NBA. I said, well, Sunday night football's still on. This, and it feels like this game's been over for a long time.
4: You got pretty excited about that pretty sweet baseline, J from Paul George.
5: Clippers are going to have to win more games. And Paul, if Paul George is going to be an MVP candidate, that's yeah. for sure. They're,
4: uh, they're feeling things out. They're getting Absolutely. a little bit better. Very early. Yes, very, very early. But the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, they are working on their fourth consecutive win here. See if they can pull it off. All right, let's continue running through the scoreboard, or excuse me, the odds board, and the games for next week. It is the opening lines, after all. By the way, Dan is going to be with us at the 30-minute mark of the next hour. Get his thoughts on the upcoming college football card. So, uh, let's get where we left off. Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. Humans look ahead was 13.5 in favor of Buffalo with a total of 48.5. Reopens at Bills, 12.5 with a total of 48. Not surprising, given what we saw from Josh Allen and the Bills today. Uh, Pretty much all about how they played, right, as opposed to what Jacksonville did. On the other end, you do have reports that both Zach Wilson and Mike White will be healthy for this game. Mm -hmm. I would assume it's Zach Wilson that's going to play, but we probably won't talk about that. All week it'll be like, who you pick? Zach Wilson or Mike White? Uh, Regardless, neither is going to move the point spread here. So what's your initial thoughts? Uh, I would assume that the market, yet again, even though they were burned this weekend, are not going to turn their nose over the Buffalo Bills in a bounce-back spot against the lowly Jets.
5: Yeah, how about that? That Bills number got up to 16 today. 16. Even uh, that's both. absurd. And uh, the the Bills scored six points. 16-point favorite scored okay. six points. Uh, I could not back Buffalo here. No chance. Right now the number at Circus 13, Westgate Superbook 12.5, 12.5. Hey, if uh, Zach Wilson's healthy, he's got to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. Yes. Nobody is under the illusion of a Mike White is a quarterback of the future. He had one big game, uh, so be it. That happens a lot in the NFL. One big game does not mean that's the guy you stick with. And I I wouldn't even say – it does.
4: It's one game. No, it's over.
5: I wouldn't even say he's got the hot hand because he couldn't even stay on the field against the Colts and uh, had to leave early with an injury. If you want to say somebody's got the hot hand, it's Josh Johnson for the Jets. Why not start him? Uh, I would say that Zach Wilson has a good chance to start this game. And as much as I hate to recommend uh, the Jets side, I think at 13 – uh, I would have to look at the home dog here because the Buffalo Bills, something obviously was uh, really wrong with uh, the way they played football today, especially on the offensive side.
4: Yeah, Josh Allen definitely got the best of Josh Allen in this matchup today. And to your point about Mike White, uh, really quickly, um, five turnover where really plays at this point this year, and he is not even graded that highly as a quarterback in the three mm-hmm. games in which he's appeared in. Uh, yes, he was fine against the Bengals, but even then it passed a grade of 64.2 by PFF standards and against Indy under 60. So... Yeah. Let's pump the brakes on uh, Mike White being the guy instead of Zach Wilson. Don't know how good either of them are, but I still think you got to roll with Zach Wilson as you move forward. Oh, no, you have
5: to. He's a quarterback. You drafted the guy number two overall. Of He's a quarterback in the future. You don't uh, say, you know, Zach, sit this one out. We want to see what Mike White's got here. That's not the way it works.
4: Okay. <laughs> I want to see what the uh, you know what the Cowboys found in that 2018 draft in the late rounds. Uh, all right. <laughs> By the uh, way, the Cowboys, had a pretty good draft pick, sir. And they had yeah, in
5: the man. late rounds, they had not only Cooper Rush and Mike White, but they also found Dak Prescott, that's right? And, uh, in the fourth round. So the Cowboys have done a good job actually drafting quarterbacks in the later rounds. All
4: right, let's go to the – let's talk about the Tennessee actually, Titans. Actually, Cooper Rush, sorry, was undrafted.
5: Yeah. He was undrafted, yeah.
4: Uh, Tennessee Titans. So they get the win here over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this schedule does not let up. Now they're back at home against the New Orleans Saints. The look-ahead mm-hmm. was two and a half with a total of 44 and a half. Look, coupled with this win and what happened with the Saints, wouldn't be surprised if this reopens three, maybe even three and a half in favor of the Tennessee Titans. Saints against the Falcons in the first half were not very good. Three and a half yards per play, no points, really turned things on in the second half, but ended ultimately up losing and only converting on 30% of their third downs. They were 3-10 on third down. And this is something that we touched on at the beginning of the show, which was... I was kind of surprised that the market was all in on Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints, sure. driving that up to seven. You don't know what you're getting at quarterback. It was one game in which you picked off Brady a couple of times, turned one for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be something completely different. And Matt Ryan and the Falcons actually did pretty good job offensively against that Saints defense. Yeah, I too. think
5: so, too. You're right. I was not on the Saints in any way, shape, or form today. In fact, I considered playing the Falcons, and you did, in yep. and, uh, and one or both of the contests. It turned out to be a really good play. I ended up playing the Broncos instead. I was trying to decide Broncos or Falcons. I went with Broncos. Uh, but I'm not going to bet against the Titans. I'm 0-2 betting against the Titans the last two weeks. Right. I played the Colts last week, and a I had teaser. the Rams on a teaser tonight. And uh, these, these Titans just keep getting it done. They beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Rams. I mean, they just ran a gauntlet and ripped through those four teams. So you're not going to find me betting against the Titans here. I think this number of two and a half. It was a little bit cheap, even uh, I, w- I was kind of surprised the Titans didn't open up full three-point favorites.
4: Yep. Uh, the, the adjustment will be made. I'm sure that will actually happen by the time uh, we get to the opener on Monday. So, with that, let's go to um, Tampa Bay on the road against Washington football team. This is pretty interesting. We actually had an adjustment, even though we didn't see these two teams mm-hmm. play. Washington was initially catching seven and a half at home with a total of 51 on the look-ahead line. Reopens Bucks minus nine and a half with a total of 51 and a half on the road against the Washington football team. Now you get a matchup of at this point in terms of EPA, the 27th ranked defense in the national football league, taking on a Buccaneers offense that is third in overall EPA per play.
5: Yeah, That seems to be a bad matchup for uh, the Washington football team, but man, do you really want to lay nine and a half on the road with the Bucks? off uh, by?
4: Not really. I mean, maybe you, you always make the point, right? When you're playing very well, You know, a bye week necessarily is not the best thing for you. Uh, Maybe in this instance, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week did not look very good against the New Orleans Saints, it's a chance to recalibrate and get some of the dings on some of your players a little bit healed up and ready to go. But regardless, um, the Buccaneers have kind of shown at this point right now they're a slightly overvalued
5: favorite. Buccaneers have shown, um, I think, that they've got some serious issues on defense. I know last week's game ended with a pick six, Tom Brady throwing that pick six. uh, But I still think they're... They've got some serious issues on the defensive side. I'm not sure Washington's a team that can exploit that. Um, I think that I think the number is right here. You know it's going to be more than seven. So is it seven and a half? Does it go all the way to ten? I think at ten, you actually look at Washington. You look at taking the points with the ugly dog. Uh, anything less than that, I would just pass. I'm not going to lay the points with the Bucks on the road. And I'm sure and a lot times of times I think the buy's a negative. I just think teams coming out of a buy kind of sleepwalk. And they're a lot of times sleepwalking their next game, and I wouldn't be surprised. Even though the Bucks lost the game prior to the bye, I wouldn't be surprised if if they're not that sharp this week.
4: Yeah, Bucks six and two straight up, but three and five against the spread this year, signifying the overvalued nature. Sure. And to your point about the adjustment, uh, I'm assuming there's some teaser protection in there too. Because you opened up the seven and a half, uh-huh. and Bucks are going to be on every teaser down to one and a half, and no you brace yourself a little bit there. All right. Now we haven't seen the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to see them tomorrow, in just a thrilling game between them and the Bears on Monday Night Football. Uh, but well, worth noting that the look ahead for this Detroit and Pittsburgh matchup, Pittsburgh was a 10-point favorite with a total of 44 against the Detroit Lions. So, again, Steelers have yet to play. Uh, my initial thought, though, is as bad as the Lions have been, don't think the Steelers should be 10-point favorites over anybody given how poor this offense has been at times.
5: No, nah, it's it's tough to ever recommend a bet on the Lions at this point. Will before? you break your rule? What's
4: that? You're never going to bet on the Lions. You don't bet the rest of this and, year. Yeah.
5: On the, on, the Lions are on my do not
4: bet list. Even when I'm handing you 10 points
5: against the Steelers, oh, huh? Not taking it. Okay. I'm not laying it. All I'm not right. laying it with the Steelers. I don't like the way they're playing offense right now. I don't think, I still think the Steelers are doing it with smoke and mirrors on offense, even though they've done a better job getting Najee Harris involved. Uh, I think that uh, you've got to pump the number up to get somebody uh, to bet the underdog when a Detroit game's involved. And,
4: um, I'm not surprised to see it at nine and a half. I'm not going to lay it. Yep. All right, let's go to a really intriguing matchup then before we get out of here. Minnesota Vikings at the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers. Look ahead was three with a total of 50 and a half. Readjusted at two and a half with a total of 52. Uh, right now, Los Angeles Chargers on the board. Humans were looking at uh, three, even money, two and a half, altered juice, whatever it is. Uh, this is the matchup though, right? Philly today, buck 76 on the ground, four and a half yards per carry. Can they stop Dalvin Cook, Los Angeles? No, they can't.
5: Chargers go run ahead. defense is... Uh, is a disaster. It is. And I, I think whoever pounded the Eagles early last week made a mistake. And when I say this, this really annoys me. When you like an underdog and then somebody just can't resist, The betting group can't resist, and they go in and pound the dog at plus two and a half before it right. gets to three. Why would you not let the public just bet up, just wait, sit back and wait, let the public bet up the Chargers, and when you like the Eagles, come in and take three, just be patient. You would have got to push question. in that game my today. That was a coin flip result at the end. The Chargers win by three. Why did you rush? Why did this group or groups rush to bet the Eagles plus two and a half? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, so I thought there was uh, going to be a bad matchup for the Chargers' run defense, and I think this is going to be a worse matchup. The Vikings should be able to run the ball all over the Chargers here. I think right now at the number of three at Circuit, I would look at Vikings plus three. And, that and A week goes- ago, I said, I'm I'm about done with the Vikings after uh, they blew that home game to the Cowboys. But again, the Vikings show today they're another team that plays better when, the, when they're in the underdog role and back against the wall. When you expect something out of the Vikings when they're favored... They go flat. When they're underdogs, a lot of times they perform better, and I think this is the type of game where the Vikings would be bettable.
4: All right, we've got to wrap up the uh, card. I hate myself um, saying that. Tonight. We'll wrap it up on the other side.
0: This is Opening Lines with Charles Zavon and
3: Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We have a new prop tracker now available at vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com, get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data for every game now at Slash... NFL. Can I tell you something, Matt Humans? Today, I was thinking about this, and just like the Heisman race, MVP race kind of sucks in the National Football League. There's not much going on. Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, after today, not so much. Kyler Murray didn't play this week. No. You want a dark horse? Dak Prescott, a super dark horse that I think should be in contention for MVP. Tom Brady, dark horse. Uh, no, no, not at all. No. He's actually the best player on his team. And he looks like he might be the best player in the National Football League. What does my guy, Corderell Patterson, have to do? I thought you might say Jonathan Taylor. No, Jonathan uh, Taylor's pretty good, too. He's got a great chance to be the NFL rushing leader. He does? Yeah. Yep. Corderell Patterson. Just throwing it out there. Guy's been money. Absolute money. He plays every position. He's talk about value. There's no more value. Yeah. All right. Let's continue on, get through the uh, late portion of the card here. So let's talk about a really pretty interesting game. Carolina Panthers on the road against the Arizona Cardinals next week. Look ahead, or excuse me, the open. Arizona 10.5 with a total of 45.5. We have no idea what the status of Kyler Murray will be. Reading between the lines, it sounds like this would be a one-off this week and that he'd be ready to go next week. But here's the thing. Regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers have issues on offense, man. That offensive line is literally the worst one in the National Football League. Joe Brady and the Panthers can't call an offense. Sam Darnold's going to get a lot of the flack, and he didn't play well today. Had through many interceptions, had one return for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. That offensive line does not allow Joe Brady to do anything whatsoever. This is a problem for Carolina because I think their defense is legitimately good. But their offensive line and their offense is so bad. There's just nothing you can do to convince yourself that they're worth a play. Uh,
5: you're right about that. And The Panthers are fading fast, and they have been uh, for a few weeks here, and the offensive line's a big problem. Quarterback position's a problem. Sam Darnold, uh, he throws too many balls up for grabs, but you're right. He's been under pressure. Uh, maybe some of the criticism's a little bit unfair. And uh, I think... The Panthers, when they when Matt Rule took over and they started to rebuild, they used all their draft picks on defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe should have paid a little bit more mm-hmm. attention to the offensive line, and it worked. To give him credit, like the defense, the is defense awesome. has been really good, and I, I think it was a smart approach. But I had to pay more attention to the offensive line, maybe in free agency or however you're going to do it. But the the offensive line has got to be sound, and the Panthers are a long way from that. Uh, This is the seventh game we've talked about here in Week 10 where the number has been seven and a half or higher. Mm -hmm. we got a lot of big numbers on the board here in the NFL in Week 10. I'm not going to say that the Cardinals shouldn't be ten-point favorites, but again, I hate to lay that type of number, and today's a perfect example of why. How many big favorites went down today? Seven. (laughs) Well, seven.
4: Underdogs, at least.
5: Seven underdogs went right today, yep. but you're talking about big favorites. You're talking NFL numbers over seven; those Broncos are big, and Jags, those of qualify as big favorites in NFL betting. Yep. So, um, by the way, how many people jumped on the Niners today and regretted it?
4: Right here. As I say, you didn't have.
5: I had, great, I had like, a great, great number. number. Right. I had the
4: Niners plus two and a half. I had the I had the Vikings plus two and a half last Sunday night, and look yeah. what happened. I know it. Need every second. Need every point. It's ridiculous. This league. At what point? Oh, We'll uh, talk about it coming up. Go okay. ahead. All right. Uh, with that, let's go to Seattle we'll hucks at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay 5 with a total of 49 and a half, And the look ahead adjusted to five and a half with a total of forty-nine and a half. and Here's the story with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, of course, still in COVID protocol. The official day in which he can be taken out of protocol is Saturday. So that's a really big point because we don't know who's, when he's going to be available, what's going to happen. You won't know up until 24 hours before the game kicks off or a little bit maybe earlier. So with that, what this line, I, I I would assume this line is telling you that it's shaded toward Pat Green Bay or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers playing because Jordan Love's out there, and you get the same offense that you saw today in the same kicking game, by the way, that didn't do Jordan Love any favors whatsoever today. Right. But I assume that this line is leaning a little bit more toward Rodgers playing, and if he's indeed announced, I could see this going to like seven, seven and a half over Seattle. The market has not liked the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks.
5: Well, I was checking Russell Wilson's status. Is he is he eligible to come off this week or next? I will
4: double check. <clears throat> I thought he had one more, but
5: we can find out. Uh, Russell Wilson does not say. I, I thought he was eligible to come off in of week 10 or week 11, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's going to be this week or not, but I, it looks like it's not going to be this week because with these questions about Rodgers, if Wilson, if we knew he were coming back, I think this number would be 3.5 or 4, not 5.5. Uh. Why is Aaron Rodgers not facing a suspension by the NFL? <laughs> right. Seriously.
4: Yeah. I mean, so I think it, it's—I think their system is just fines, so I think that would probably be the reason why. But they've vi- definitely got a lot going on around right now that is off-the-field stuff.
5: I understand you don't want to keep the star players off the field, but if you violate league rules, and um, you openly violated the protocols mm-hmm. for several weeks, uh, maybe the league knew about it, and the league feels culpable because they allowed him to get away with it but uh, so so even if it's just fines and Rodgers returns this week he doesn't need much practice he's going to be fine I would think uh, if there's no Russell Wilson five and a half is the right number if Russell Wilson's playing I would think this number would be more like three and a half but did you see any clarity on that
4: status? So Russell Wilson's initial timeline was four to eight weeks so coming back this weekend would be on the early front end portion of that that would so be just over not, four weeks
5: not going to happen yeah okay
4: but it's within the timeline of him returning, to your point. So if he's a quick healer, as we know, he's kind of robotic. So maybe he's drinking his super water that he has, and maybe he'll be ready to go. Uh, with that, let's go to Philadelphia at Denver. Philly loses today in a very plucky game by the Eagles against the Los Angeles Chargers. Now they get Denver coming off of the high that was winning that game on the road mm-hmm. against Dallas. Denver on the look at 1.5 with a total of 44.5. Reopens Denver minus 2.5. Injury notes here, too, to remember. Patrick Sertan, Bobby Massey. Two really key players for the Broncos who went out in this game against the Dallas Cowboys today. So Something to keep a track of. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, the Eagles, that was a tough loss for them today. They actually yep. played well enough, I thought, in spurts to win that game. Very similar to a couple other games the Eagles have played previous uh, this season. I t- it's hard to figure the Broncos right now. Again, I think Teddy Bridgewater's better in the road dog role. And uh, he, was, he was pretty bad the previous week in the home favorites role. So I just... Uh, I don't have any faith in uh, betting the Broncos in this spot, but uh, can the Eagles close out games? That's been their biggest issue right now is they're in games. they got a chance to win games, but they can't close them out. Uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking two and a half. If I'm going to bet the Eagles, just like last week, mm. when the Eagles were sitting there early in the week, plus two and a half against the Chargers, I feel like i got to get three if I'm going to play Philly as a dog here.
4: Yeah, and I would say, too, I wonder what the market does to Philly. Uh, you know, you mentioned the market, You know, the sharper betters coming in early in the week and taking two and a half immediately with Philadelphia mm-hmm. and driving that down. I don't know if you noticed in the like hour before the morning kickoffs, out of nowhere, this line crashed down to pick yeah. between them and the Los Angeles Chargers oh, today. Yeah. So that was really tumultuous journey from Chargers three to all the way down to pick. And I wonder if the market's going to come back again here. And I think what some people would classify as a letdown spot for the Denver Broncos after it went over the Cowboys. But I don't really much believe for letdown spots in the NFL.
5: Um, yeah, not too much. It's, you have some flat spots where teams just don't show up like the Cowboys today. That was not a letdown spot for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They were just flat. It was a flat spot and... I think you have to start to ask some questions. Is Cooper Russ the quarterback who should be leading the Cowboys, not Dak Prescott? No.
4: That's, a, that's a very that's serious topic question. for
5: tomorrow's first take show. <laughs> you guys can have that if you want it.
4: All right, last but not least on the Sunday card, Kansas City okay. on the road against Las Vegas. We talked about this with Chris Andrews. Look ahead was three. Reopens two and a half with a total of 49 and a half. Raiders one-on-one straight up, two and oh, against the spread against the Chiefs last year. And I just got to say this, at this point right now, what's the market doing with Kansas City, man? Like, I know, like, driving this up to seven against Green Bay with no, right, and... Green Bay gets in the back door and probably shouldn't have had to get in the back door mm-hmm. if Mason Crosby actually hits his kicks. Then you're talking about now on the road against the Raiders team, that was a pain in their ass last year. You're a three-point favorite on the road. I just don't know where the respect is coming from or when it ends at some point when they continue to fail to cover. Yeah, Derek Carr had some big numbers against the Chiefs
5: last year. Yep. We'll talk about those in hour number two. But right now, these are two totally different teams. Uh, the Raiders got a new coach. Uh, they just added Deshaun, uh Jackson today, who was released by the Rams. I think uh, Derek Carr, off his worst game of the season, is probably going to bounce back. I like the Raiders a little bit in the Rome, road. Or, excuse me, home dog role, catching three. Yep. How do you trust the Chiefs right now? From what you've seen, I think, Chiefs I don't gave know. the Packers every opportunity to win that game today. Yep, over and over again. Oh, if, if, by if, at least five opportunities here. If you want the game, take it. If you right. want, to, and the Packers would not take it. It just um, it made you sick to watch it, but. Uh, I would think if the Chiefs are going to lay a full three here in Vegas, that full three is going to disappear uh, pretty soon, so you should take it
4: tonight. I, I don't see it hitting three and a half. Right now at Circa, you have three. Uh, definitely uh, the Raiders, especially if it's going to float around that two and a half range, will be a teaser candidate to tease up and get through those key numbers uh, as well. i bet like
5: the Raiders to win the game. They, no, but they, I agree. Like, Really I mean, should have swept the Chiefs last season.
4: At some point, yeah. the market has to adjust on the rating of Kansas City, right? Like, I get it. You're probably going to get the public support, but at some point, if you're sitting out there, if you're a public better, like, what are we that doing? His
5: performance today was disgusting. It
4: was. And, oh, and that's why, like, when Patrick Mahomes finally finds Tyree Kill for the first down that ices it, and he's, like, screaming his head off. like Yeah, because you've been terrible all game long. Right. Right. The offense has some real issues, man. That's and
5: like uh, Russell Westbrook last night went one for 13, but he made, when he made the one,
4: oh, yeah. The, did he yeah. rock the baby? Just done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, really quickly, too. Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. is our Monday night. Wow. Game how week. about that? Two teams yep.
5: laid an egg today. <laughs>
4: yeah. Rams were a three-point favorite, the total 47 on the open. All right. We'll come back. We have college football. A lot of it in the second hour. Dan Seeley with us in 30 minutes. More in the NFL.